Stacy and Devin. The internet tells us that we're a health and wellness podcast, but you won't find any professional advice here. <laughs> That's right. We are just here to share our journeys so that hopefully our failures make you feel better about yours. Uh, Devin, is there a category for just relatable podcasts? I don't know. Probably. Let's be that. <laughs> Sounds good. Wait, Devin, Devin, hold on. Devin? What? No. <laughs> I owe you and I love you because... Uh-huh. What I um, do? No, last episode, I want to go ahead and say this for all the listeners. I'm just busting them in here in this episode with it because my audio cut out of my mic and you were like, I love you, Stacy. But all I heard was Stacy. And so I was just like, there was like this pause. And then I was like, Devin. Bye. So I love you, Devin. I love you, Stacy. All right. Bye. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, bye. Yeah, that's it. That's that's the episode right this there. week, this week is just fixing Stacy's <laughs> awkwardness. Yep, that's it. Okay, sorry. Um, okay, now we can start like normal. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's funny because I, when that happened, I was like, "What? Why?" <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. Yeah, I didn't know it had happened until James was editing the episode. Yes. And then I heard it, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm the worst. <laughs> You're not the worst at all. It was just, it was funny. I was just like, yeah. well, I, um, okay, God, I didn't, I didn't want to hang out with you anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it, was, it was all good. Yep. Um, all right. Well, it's, a, it's another week. It is. A um, week has happened. A week has I happened. Think. Uh, yes yes (laughs) a week has happened yeah who knows you know what that means but here we are yeah um (laughs) how are you doing i'm okay i'm a little socially drained we had a big social event at work today that was like basically like a mass networking thing for 200 plus people and i am just like heck no so heck yeah heck no (laughs) no so no, if I don't have me. my normal energy, that that would be why. But that yeah, is okay. I mean, yeah. I, we will not hold that against you. Good <laughs> Lord. Thank you. Thank that's, you. Uh, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't you start. Yeah. Don't you start, buddy. Uh oh. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I had to, had to put uh, somebody in their place. Yeah. Um, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't think so. Yeah. Um. How are you? I'm I am good. It's been, you know, I'm I'm adjusting to my new to my new job mm-hmm. and it ain't easy um at all. <laughs> but um but today was really good. I um I don't know. I've been getting a little bit of coaching on how to manage the classroom and um it's been doing it's slowly getting better and then today I actually did my first like real Montessori lesson with the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, and I, you know, prepared everything and I, uh, read a book to them and then about, it's called the rabbit listened, which is like my favorite book ever. Um, Mm -hmm. it's a kid's book, but it's, it's the best book I have ever found to describe active listening. Um, because, I, you've never read it and there'll be no spoilers but um 
spoilers on a kid's book it's, oh, no. yes <laughs> spoiler if you don't want to know skip like five seconds and then <laughs> yeah um but basically there's a kid who builds something and then you know a whole bunch a uh, flock of birds come and break it down and the kid is very upset but there's all these different animals that come and try to do things there's like a chicken that wants to talk about it and there's a um bear who wants to get mad about it and there's a snake who wants to go mess someone else's stuff up and there's a um elephant who wants to fix it like there's all these different animals that come to the kid and are like hey we will you know we want to help in whatever way but the kid doesn't want that right yeah they don't they don't want to be talked they don't want to talk about it they don't want to you know um have someone fix it they don't want someone to um get mad like they just don't want anybody to talk to them Mm -hmm. and then the rabbit comes and the rabbit just like very slowly gets close to the kid and just like sits there and just listens and so then the kid gets to express all of their emotions um about everything that's happened and the rabbit just listens yeah (laughs) and it's like and then the kid is able to process it and then move forward and, and, and begin again. And it's like, it's such a perfect, like when you're listening, you don't need, you just need to listen. <laughs> you just need right. to be there and listen. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it is about silence. And so I read that book to the kids and focused on the idea of silence. And then there's a Montessori activity called the silence game. Mm-hmm. And basically you you have a little candle and you ring a bell and you have the entire room sit in silence and they're like listening to nature sounds. And then you make the nature sounds get lower and lower until they're like, it's completely quiet. And Uh then you go to the other side of the room and then you quietly almost at a whisper, like Uh call kids to the other side of the room and they have to be really quiet and like go Uh sit at the other side of the room. Uh Um, to just like understand the importance of of silence and appreciate silence okay and i my kid my class is so rowdy and so loud i i was like this is gonna be terrible they are not gonna they're not really good at listening to me um and (laughs) like this is just gonna it's just gonna fall apart but it went so well like they all were silent and they all played the long and they did the game and they followed the directions and i was just like oh my god yeah wow (laughs) so i was i felt pretty good about life by the end of the day i was like okay i got this (laughs) yeah that's awesome i also totally bribed all the children with um pokemon tattoos uh so (laughs) that uh that was also a thing <laughs> yeah that's always um, a good choice right exactly they were apparently like pokemon will never die and it is again the new hotness wow um and How's so possible i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but they're like these kids are they're bringing their pokemon cards in and they're uh going through them and they're trading them and it's like that is the thing like that anybody wants to do and i uh was just like okay well i'll just jump on board this bandwagon and try to get everybody interested so i found like a whole bunch of color by numbers that were based on pokemon and like math problems are based on pokemon and then i got pokemon temporary tattoos and said if you will just do your work for a week i will give you <laughs> <laughs> tattoos <laughs> and 
I mean, it worked. They did it, and uh, everybody got a tattoo. So yay, yay! (laughs) Awesome. Rubbery always works. I mean, it does. It's probably not what you're supposed to do, but oh well. Yeah. Oh well. I'm. I. I am not sad about it. You know why? Because that worked. Exactly. Whatever. Did what needed to be done. I did. I did. So, ta da. Um. Anyway, what are what are you drinking, Stacy? I'm drinking the old faithful. Well, kind of. So I'm drinking a Uh-oh. gin and club soda instead of okay, gin soda. Okay. Okay. Um, which we didn't have. We usually use one of those um, soda stream machines, but we were out yeah. of the fizz, and so I oh, bought. No. Yeah, I went to the grocery store, and they were out of soda water, so I ended up getting club soda, which is very close. It's basically soda water, but with just a little bit of salt in it, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is supposed to enhance the flavor. Um, So it tastes just a little different than my normal, um, but it's way better. I still don't like gin and tonic, because tonic just has a totally different flavor. Um, Yeah. And so it's close. It's close enough. So, yeah, I don't know. I was just in the mood for... A cocktail instead of beer and wine, so right, gin and club soda. Yes. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. What about you? Um. Oh, I'm back on my boat. Bye. Bullshit. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. Nothing okay. else. Nothing new. Well, yep. Just, just this, just this forever. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you know, if it works, it works. It, I, if it ain't yeah. broke, don't fix it. That's, you know what? Yes. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Indeed. That yeah. is the motto of my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's what I'm doing. And I'm in the treachery glass. So who knows what's going to happen tonight? <laughs> <laughs> that means it's going to be a good night. What that's, that means. that's exactly what that means. That's exactly what yeah. that means. Yeah. All right. So we have a two-parter, uh, second part of a two-part series. Yes. <laughs> Which is kind of, even this episode is a two-parter. So it's kind of like a two-parter series that's a three-parter, kind of. Okay, now. (laughs) What? (laughs) Well, because uh, you and I both have different episodes to talk about. So That's true. I'll talk about my podcast or thing I listen to, and you'll talk about yours that you listen to. So (laughs) it's kind of like this is a two-part thing. And that was, sorry, I was trying to be meta, but I'm making it too confusing. (laughs) you're confusing me (laughs) stop (laughs) no it's all good it's all good i'm just kidding i just thought that'd be funny um all right well i guess yes so i guess we should explain last last episode we uh we're talking about um (laughs) do you want me do i need to do it okay now this is okay this is for real my brain is so not here anymore so i was trying (laughs) to do the homework for the episode and i of course waited till last minute to do it and i was trying (laughs) for the life of me i was like okay okay i know that i'm supposed to listen to a podcast episode you're telling me is you didn't do your homework no. and so i just got this episode no no no, i did it i did i did do okay. my homework finally but uh-huh. i was just like what what is what was it about again like <laughs> i legit could not remember i had to go <laughs> to my podcast catcher to overcast and look at the description of our last episode to remember what we <laughs> were talking about so that I could find the 
find the podcast to listen to the episode. Yep. So that just tells you. That's our life now. So yeah, I was like, it's something, it was something that we, and there was a podcast and I was like, what was the topic? I was like, what were we talking about last week? Yeah. And then of course I saw it. I was like, oh yeah, sober curiosity. Right. So sober curious, sober curious. Um, you blocked it from your memory because it's the I don't want to talk about what you want. Exactly. (laughs) I don't want to go there. Can we just, can we just ignore it? Pretend like this never happened. Um, yeah, I don't really, I don't really want to go there, but that's another, that's another story for another time. Um, or for later in this episode, I don't know. (laughs) Right. Um, but yeah, so we were like, we, we, we did a little bit of research about, uh, the sober curious movement and, Mm -hmm. uh, we found, um, I'm so bad with names. Uh, the person's. Ruby, Ruby Warrington. Warrington, her yes. uh, um, podcast, mm-hmm. and then we we're like, "Hey, let's listen to some podcast episodes, and then we can talk about them." So that's what we're going to be doing today. Yeah, uh, I will say just overall, Ruby Warrington's voice. I think I could just listen to her podcast yes. just. For her I agree. <laughs> so it's just like, yes, please. Talk to me in your your beautiful accent. I will listen yeah. to you all day. It her, is fine. <laughs> her voice is pleasant, and she has a nice accent. It's just yes. all the way around. Yes, yes, it's good stuff. A, a great personality. Ask good questions. So I, I I do recommend. I, I enjoyed uh, enjoyed her podcast a lot, and I was um, and it was funny because I was not expecting to. Uh, and then I yeah. was listening to, I was just like, I could, like, you could just read the back of a cereal box and like, we'd be good. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> can exactly. I just, can I just hire you to read cereal boxes to me? <laughs> like, don't ask, don't ask. <laughs> yeah. Can you read me a bedtime story? <laughs> I just, oh my gosh. Please, oh. please. Yes. I need, I need this. Uh, I, I will, I will, uh, start this, um, campaign to yes. to make it happen a uh uh shit what do they call it when you raise money uh go fund me yeah i'll start a go fund me for this yeah this, okay. will, this will work this will work right yep <laughs> i think she does do like consultant type work so mm-hmm. on on her website it says like work with me so you can just be i'll just send her an email i'll be like look yep. i know this is weird but could you just record some bedtime stories for me They're- yeah this is I know I know just just bear with me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you should really have a second job as a audiobook reader. So yes. You can, like, t- just tell her that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think this would be great. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, all of that to say. <laughs> yes. Uh. I guess do you want to do yours first. Or you want me to do mine first. Whatever. What. Yeah, I can, um, if you don't mind, um, I can do mine first only because I did pick the episode about, um, um, it it was related to the Sober Curious thing in that it was, um, it was called the new Cocktail O'Clock. And so it was basically about drink mocktails or whatever. So, um, it's related to that. What, which one did you end up picking? I ended up doing the full spectrum sobriety with God X. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that may also be, um related so either way i mean i can go first or you okay can. i don't care um i guess i i mean i could go first if you don't mind just because yeah, sure it's fresh on my mind and it's i guess that's like the more recent one and then we can go one one more back but okay um 
so yeah, I chose Summer Cure, this particular one because uh, God X was a, a person who very much intrigued me from mm. just looking at the description and the profile. Um, God X is a um, life coach, a, a non-binary mm. life coach mm-hmm. who is very big on um who who is who is basically looking at sobriety through this but also lots of other like healing and getting through addiction and all this stuff but um the fact that it was somebody that this person was someone who called themselves god x was just like hell yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. I, i want to know i want to have the queer the queer uh (laughs) <laughs> uh, perspective on yeah. uh, sobriety, please. Because yes. the other reason I wanted to listen to this was because one of the things that I've noticed is that the spaces where I have seen most of the sober trends in my geographic area are mostly queer spaces. And mm-hmm. so I thought it would be, you know, this would be an interesting one to kind of listen to with that in mind, too. I might find out a little bit more about it and mm-hmm. uh part of the thing that that came up is that god x was talking about god x was af afab um assigned female at birth mm-hmm. um and was talking about how when they were young and they were first you know they grew up in a catholic home in a latin home um and when they first started to realize that they were queer about the age of 14 and they were embracing their bisexuality, um, there was a big struggle with it because, you know, it, it was not something that they had ever, they had not been raised to find it an acceptable lifestyle. Right. And um, so there was a lot of guilt. There was a lot of, oh gosh, I'm doing doing a bad, evil thing. And because of that, um, that kind of opened the space for a lot of, self-harming behaviors basically it, with addiction so with for uh for god x it was alcohol abuse it was um addiction to food binge eating mm-hmm. um it was a lot of a lot of problems that were mm-hmm. related to that and but one of the things that they said was that this is not uncommon this is a very common um coping mechanism for queer youth because they are dealing with all of these emotions of guilt and self-loathing and whatever caused by our society and and religious structures etc and so because of that um it is a common problem where people in the queer community end up becoming more um dependent on Mm -hmm. substances to try to cope with things so i thought that was really interesting um Mm -hmm. because i had i guess i i know that another thing that you run into is that a lot of the spaces that are queer friendly have historically been bars and places where you can drink so it's like a combination of you know all of these things coming together which makes it very unfortunate for Mm -hmm. people who are struggling with any type of addiction, right? Um, So they were talking about that as being, you know, one of the first things that caused them to have issues. Um, 
And then they ran and they started talking about and this, I thought was really interesting about when they were going through the process of trying to set boundaries and changed their life and changed the things that they were doing, they realized that they were having issues with boundaries. And that relates to the other stuff that I'm reading that we'll probably have a discussion about later um, when it comes to to boundaries that you set because Mm -hmm. you set boundaries with people, but you also set boundaries with yourself. And people who have a really hard time you know, uh, following through mm. with habits or mm-hmm. ch- changes. <clears throat> like uh-huh. me. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, they have a hard time actually setting boundaries for themselves. They'll tr- set a boundary and then they'll break that boundary. They'll traverse that boundary. Um, and they'll go back on their work. They can't keep that commitment to themselves. And that was one of the things that God X was talking about that they found themselves doing because they would, you know, set a, you know, I'm going to go to bed earlier or I'm going to do this differently. And then they would end up breaking those, those rules that they had set for themselves because of their issues with boundaries. And I was like, okay, yep. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I'm here for this. I understand Mm -hmm. this completely. Yep. Um, and so let's see. And then another thing that they talked about was how a lot of the stuff runs in families. And it's interesting because I don't know how much you know about codependency, but it's mm-hmm. a um, it's a it's an issue or, or a um, sign of a family that is dealing with alcoholism. But it can also be in it can be something that families deal with or or have in play whenever they don't have alcoholism. It's just whenever basically people become codependent on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also something that happens a lot in migrant communities and marginalized communities. Um, okay. And you put that together with that, the prevalence of alcohol and drugs in these queer spaces it's a way of kind of numbing out any type of internalized, you know, homophobia, any internalized transphobia. And it really does cause um, a lot of issues. And a lot of these things are based on trauma that individuals carry from their own families their origin families, or sometimes, and this is something God X was talking about was true for them like even intergenerational, you know, there's a lot of um, suggestion out there that addiction is something that is genetic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also, even to a greater degree, the behaviors are something that you're seeped in. So when you grow up and you're growing up in a family of addicts, like that is that addict behavior is something that you learn, you know, so there's yeah. a genetic factor, but there's also like, Hey, intergenerational, this addict taught this addict taught this addict. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that this, a lot of this is like them talking from the, from the perspective of, Hey, this is why I chose to go to a more sober lifestyle. Um, mm-hmm. but very importantly, uh, God X does not identify as an alcoholic as far as like anything that I was listening to. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, in fact, one of the things that they said is that alcohol consumption is almost like a spectrum in the same way that gender is like a spectrum, right? Uh Like it's not so much you're either (laughs) completely sober or you're an alcoholic. Like there are all these different middle grounds along the way. And so one of the things that becomes important to realize is like you can set those boundaries into whatever works for you. And Mm -hmm. one of the things God X did for a while was I am just going to have one drink anytime I go out. So I will go out, I will have my one drink and that is it. Um, right. And that was, you know, a, um, a framework that worked for them for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, that doesn't, but thinking about it, like you don't have to turn it off or turn it on. Like it's not black yeah. and white. There's all this other stuff yeah. involved. So um, anyway, all of that to say, uh, one of the things that Godex does as a life coach they're a very they're very spiritual they're very mm-hmm. interested in connecting to um to a more spiritual framework and they use sobriety as kind of a way to to access that and to become more spiritual and to help people um actually deal with pain as opposed to numbing pain um and to like live fully in in their life they called it a full spectrum life mm-hmm. um which i thought was was really cool one of the things and this is kind of a little bit of a tangent but i liked it and i wanted to talk about it um one of the things that godx does in their life coach work is to uh is to basically relate everything back to what they call a butterfly framework mm-hmm. and so they have a um like a cycle of life, which is really based on like things that happen in nature. And they said it's release, renewal, retreat, and rebirth. Mm -hmm. And so basically anything that you're going through in life is going to go through these four stages and you're going to continue to cycle back through them um, as you do, you know, the work of changing and evolving and healing through different things. So I thought Mm -hmm. that was cool, but they use that, um, to kind of help people uh, in these spaces, and, um, you know, really uh, help them kind of heal and learn to deal in without having to rely on substances to to cope. So I thought yeah. that was really cool. I mm-hmm. um, a couple of other notes, just as an aside, uh, Godex is um, trans and non-binary. Um, they have done some actual physical transitions. So they've had top surgery, they've uh, taken tea, but they also still identify as non-binary. Um, and it's they do a lot of expression that is very just gender uh, bending, which is mm-hmm. really cool. I like that a lot. Um, And they also identify as bisexual, which, uh, of course, I do, too. So I was just like, oh, this is somebody I get. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This is somebody on my on my wavelength. Um, But all that to say, I was I was initially a little skeptical because of, you know, this person was considers themselves a life coach. Uh, 
they are very like their their website is full of literal pictures of crystals um yes. and i was just I, like yeah oh dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like i don't know man like you, you might be a little bit too out there for me um yeah. but they're really not listening to them on the on the podcast they were much more down to earth than i expected mm-hmm. um and so that made them much more accessible to me they were not just like talking on this like you know we're we must embrace the light and da 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 yeah like they were very much down to earth real talk kind of people yeah um which helped me because I would have been like, excuse me, <laughs> where, <Yeah>. where are you at? <laughs> right. I need you to come back to earth for a minute. Um, they yeah. were, they were definitely talking about it from that spot, which was, which I found refer- refreshing and re- relief relieving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, I have a, a, a side note to that because so while you were talking, I was just trying to Google them to see like, you know what their internet presence was or whatever right and i actually had forgotten that you said life coach so i was like what does this person do like as a profession so you know i was just trying to get some information and first of all this is the shortest google results search that i've ever seen but there's only a handful there's only one two three four five six links the first one is urban dictionary which is goddix which is just a deity that is non-gendered so that makes sense yes yes um which I the do love. One, I did not realize that this would that this was a thing, and so like yeah, I I am very much into this idea. Yes, yes. Um, the second one is um, uh, someone like with a band camp, uh, you know, the music thing, kind of whatever. And mm-hmm. that may be them. I don't know, but it, I wasn't sure, so I was like, okay, let me go to the next one. Then the, the third one was their actual website, but I clicked it and it had all the crystals and like there's a butterfly right. and all this, and I was like, oh no, that's not that's not them. That's not real. <laughs> so I went back out and then. <laughs> The other ones are BDSM dominatrix. Um, Which I think is also them because they are very into BDSM and kink. So oh, it, so maybe this it one may be is. the whole thing. Yeah. It may all be the them. Ones, <laughs> the first one, or one of them's not because I saw um, this one. I clicked on it and then the, I can see the person that they just look different. But they, uh, you know, I was like, oh, that, that's the wrong website. <laughs> so I just didn't even click. The last one, because the last one says in like the short description on Google, it says a female, well, it says a female BDSM provider from Los Angeles. Um, And so I was just like, all right, this is, uh..." so at first I was like, I can't find this person. But then I went to the podcast website and actually clicked on the link. Yeah. And it took me to the one with the crystals in the butterfly. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. I was, yeah. When I saw that, I was just like. Well, I mean, because they have uh, nine pillars of Godex embodiment, which, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's like letting go of external pressure and perfection, evolving to higher states, um, taking steps and leaps around learning and honoring our ancestors. Like, none of this is bad. Like, right. This is all stuff that I agree with, but it's just the, the framework of it is just... I don't know. I was not not expecting that. I was just like, dude, I don't know, dude. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But, um, but yeah, I was, I, after listening to them, I was like, no, this is, this is all right. This works. Yeah. I can, I can get on board with what you're saying, dude. Yeah. I guess I shouldn't (laughs) say dude. Dude X. (laughs) Dude X. Yeah. Dude X. 
instead of dude or dude it it's right. dudex. dudex i like that dudex <laughs> dudex that's your new stage name oh it is yes that's a, that's my new that's my new moniker everyone needs to refer yep. to me as dudex <laughs> i am all about it yep all right so oh, that's cool. what i listened to what did you listen to all right well i listened to the one called um oh let me go back up now i'm on your episode the one you listened to because i was looking at that um okay yeah the new cocktail o'clock with melanie masarin um and she is um the creator of uh, a beverage called i think it's gia it's g-h-i-a Okay, and I think that's they were, like their sponsor because I've heard. Yeah, I heard it at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. So I, the episode I listened to it wasn't in there, but the I just saw when I was reading through the notes on your episode that you listened to, it had them as a sponsor. So okay, you're right. okay, you did. Yeah. So basically, it's just another mocktail type. Well, okay, let me do this. Um, she's from France, and I guess in France they they specifically like aperitifs, and so hers. The, is I'm sorry. More, say what? Gesundheit? Yeah, I, I don't know what I don't actually know what it means. I was just gonna keep talking like I was so like I knew it, but it's aperitif, which okay. I think um, you can Google it. But what I think it is is an um, it's an after dinner drink that helps with digestion. Oh, I think we kind yeah, of okay, talk, yeah. Um, and so, but they are alcoholic normally, yeah. And so, but they're very like dry and bitter, and so um, that was her main thing was that. Um, the hard part, and I totally agree with this, um, the hard part about drinking mocktails is that typically they're full of like fruit juice or something like that. And so they end up just being too sweet and right. they're not the same as drinking a cocktail. Right. Um, and so like one of the things that she said that she would drink before she created this mocktail drink um, was she would always drink bitter and Coke because that would make the Coke a little more bitter. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So I want to try that. So I made a note of that because I want to try it. But um, but anyway, yeah. So she's the creator of Gia. Um, and I actually did order some off Amazon. Um, okay. I ordered their taster pack um, to kind of see what it was like. But they have like a couple different sparkling um, drinks that you would make into cocktails. And then they have the aperitif, which is like a, you know, would be like a liqueur. So you would mix it in like with a martini or right. martini-like thing or you know, whatever. Okay. Um. But they also, I thought you might be interested, they also make a Nutella alternative that's... Um, what? Yeah, it's like clean ingredients and um, I think it's vegan, but it's vegan and clean ingredients. Uh, so it's just supposed to be like a, they're trying to make a healthier version of Nutella. Okay, so, okay. you know, I don't huh. know, you know, if that matters, but uh, it might be interesting to try. Right, right, right. Um but anyway, so like I mentioned, she's from France. And so the they, what they start off with is the comparison of drinking uh, culture in France versus Europe slash U.S. Because Ru- Ruby is from uh, Europe somewhere. Okay. Uh, and so um, in France, like drinking is just a part of every day. Like, like she said her dad. I just need would- to go to France. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> She was like, yeah, my dad drank a bottle of wine a day because he would have a glass or two at lunch and then a glass or two at dinner. And then there you go. That was a bottle of wine. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, um, you know, she said it was nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Like these. 
The what? Yeah, these are your. Let's, let's just move to France. Okay. The, United, the U.S. is going to hell. Let's go That's to right. France. That's right. That's right. Um, but, um, you know, and I mentioned these aperitifs, which is like the after dinner alcohol. And so she said, you know, it would like she probably had her first sip of aperitif when she was like six. And it was right. no big deal. Like they don't. Um, criminalize, not criminalize, I mean criminalize, but that's not really the word I'm looking for, but demonize, I guess, like drinking over there. Right. It's like, no, it's like, it's no big deal whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and like she, like Ruby asked her, is there a legal drinking age in France? And she was like, I don't know. Yeah. She's like, if, if there is, nobody enforces nobody it. Nobody ever cares. Yeah. And so there's not this bigger issue of, um, binge drinking because it's not a big deal when you turn 18 or 21 right because it's just always been around and um you know it's used as something to celebrate Mm -hmm. or like i said it's just part of relaxing where more in the u.s it's still used to celebrate but it's also treated as this forbidden fruit like oh this is mommy's happy juice like um you know and so it's treated as like this special thing that when the the kid just desires Mm -hmm. um and then adults use it as an escape like it's like one of the things that she talks about is the wine mom because it's in u.s it's almost like uh, moms need wine like literally to survive is the way right it's right um and so she's like just these two totally different um cultures with drinking right um yeah so that's kind of how it started so that i thought that was interesting and just listening to her perspective from france but then so she actually stopped drinking originally because she was having these really bad stomach cramps and she was just doing an elimination diet in general to try to figure out what was happening. Okay. Um, so she would eliminate various things. It wasn't just alcohol, but just whatever. And she ended up being lactose intolerant, actually. Oh, um, okay. But when she was doing the sober curious thing, she, or not the sober curious, sorry. When she was doing the elimination on the alcohol, she just started noticing like, oh, like I feel better. Because like one of the things that she always wanted to do was uh, she wanted to wake up before her alarm because she hates the, um, like, being jarred awake by this terrible (laughs) noise. She said she even changed her alarm to be the sound, something, the Disney sound of when princesses wake up. I have no idea what she's talking about. (laughs) But uh, she said... Yeah, probably. That's so funny. She, said she even changed it to that <laughs> to try to make it pleasant, but it still didn't work. Oh, my gosh. Um, and That's she just so hates funny. that, like, uh, waking up and just feeling groggy or, like, you know, not right. rested or whatever. And so when she stopped drinking for that period of time, then she realized she had less brain fog. She started actually getting a good night's sleep and waking up feeling rested. And then um, eventually she actually ended up having more energy and um or being more productive just kind of in general um and so like she said people would actually ask her like oh how do you get so much done and she was like well it's because i don't drink right because of numerous things so one the time so actually going to a bar sitting and drinking and whatever that's like uh you know can be all day pretty much if you want it to be yeah um but then also you know just the um, energy and the brain fog. So when you wake up the next day, you feel crappy, you don't want to do something, or you have the brain fog, so you're not as sharp or productive. So it's a waste of energy, both uh, physically and mentally. Gotcha. Um, 
And so I thought that was interesting. And then, um, but she said, and Ruby agreed with this, was that really, so when people do these 30 days, like dry January, um, that's not really enough time to kind of really see the benefits. And they both independently decided that you really needed to be at least three months. Okay. Um, And Ruby actually has um, a book called, it's a workbook, but it's the um, Sober Curious Reset, and it's for 100 days. And then this this lady, Melanie, said three months, so that would be 90 days. So it's right there around the 90, 100-day mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so that's what they say, is that 30 days is not enough. And so I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, when, when could I try to fit in 100 days? Because now I'm curious. But, you know, like, I know that first time that we did dry January. I know I ended up extending it, but I don't remember how long. And I don't think it was through March because it would right. have to be through March. Right. But we'll see. But anyway, um, so the other thing, oh, so the thing with her is, uh, because this also relates to the, the France thing, was that she also wanted to point out specifically that when she stopped drinking, she saw benefits and she wasn't even a heavy drinker. Like she would drink two glasses of wine, a Mac Max, about mm-hmm. three times a week. And she was like, that's what, because what she would do is like, well, she'd go out to dinner, she'd have a glass of wine, but then um, the entree wouldn't be there yet, so she would get in her glass, but then she wouldn't get more. So it's not like she was going out drinking a lot or she was drinking every night. It right. was two glasses of wine, three nights a week. And in those three months, people thought that her face actually changed, like, what because the inflammation went down the redness the dry skin like it it completely changed her face and complexion uh yeah um and she lost 12 pounds in and this was in six months but she lost 12 pounds just from not changing anything and she said i I, i've never been overweight but she said i just lost 12 pounds because i wasn't drinking wow that's crazy (laughs) Yeah. yeah and i was actually just talking to somebody at work their day and they they started just a couple weeks after I did, and they were talking about how they had gained 10 pounds because before they never really drank, but now because the job is just the new job is more stressful, they pretty much drink a glass of wine at least every night. And yeah. they're like, Yeah, I've gained 10 pounds in 10 months because oh, just from drinking, I've changed nothing else. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, it's so true. It's um, rough. Yeah. But, um, okay, so, um, so I thought that was interesting, though, that she saw that big of a change when she wasn't a big drinker. So imagine people that like drink me. more. <laughs> yeah. Or even, yeah, me too. Like, I don't necessarily drink every night, but my downfall is I probably drink four nights a week, but the weekend nights are a lot more. Like, I'll right. have four, four drinks, you know, or four yeah. or five drinks. Um, but um okay so something else they talked about um that i really liked was that the fact that it's interesting because so if you were to go out uh with friends and you said like oh i'm not gonna eat this cheese because i'm lactose intolerant people would be like oh okay yeah that makes sense i'm sorry you're lactose intolerant that that's okay right but if you say i'm not drinking they're like oh what's wrong are you pregnant Uh, right you know are you doing like what's happening um, they don't like people accept food allergies, but they yeah. don't accept um, just that I'm not drinking. But when in reality, it appears that the effects of drinking is similar to an allergic reaction. 
in that, you know, you have the inflammation, the redness, the hangover, the headaches, the fogginess. All of that's very similar to allergies. Right. <laughs> An allergy, not allergies. That's two different things. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but also another thing that came up was she was consulting with this um, health person and they were out eating at a business type meeting and they... And um, he was like, yeah, I'm going to get another aperitif. And she was like, okay, but wait. So would you get another serving of pasta? And he was like, no, like that's too many carbs, Uh, you know? Yeah. And she was like, okay, but in like the restaurant they were at, it was very like farm to table. And so the pasta was made fresh. The tomatoes were literally grown right behind the restaurant. You know, it was very clean pasta. Yeah. But he saw the pasta as negative because of all of the health marketing that happens and the, oh, no, those are carbs or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But that drink that had ingredients in it they couldn't even pronounce, that was okay because of the drinking is accepted as a culture. Yeah. And uh, me and James will talk about that all the time because... You know, we'll be like, we won't drink orange juice or won't drink soda because it's like, oh, you're just drinking calories. Right. But then right. you go and you drink a cocktail and it's like 200 calories. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but that's different. You know, yeah, that's it's different. Just like, it's not the same. Yeah. No, I know. I was like, what? That makes no sense. But um, so I thought that was interesting comparing just another drink. Another pasta versus another drink. Putting it in that perspective is like, oh, yeah. There's like, there's no way I would eat more pasta at that moment. But, yeah, I'd have another drink. When really, they're the same or the drink may be worse. Right. Wow, okay. Right. Um, The only other thing other than that um, was that um, they kind of phrased Sober Curious as the the thing to remember with Sober Curious is that you have a choice. Uh, right. You know, like, again, and we kind of talked about that last week, but I just liked that phrasing. Um, also, the there's a whole, there's also a movement called Cali Sober, as in California. And that is, this Cali Sober is people that don't drink any alcohol, no alcohol whatsoever. Okay. But they do, they smoke weed and shrooms. Oh, or shrooms. okay. Uh, yeah, so that's Cali Sober. I see. Um, yep. And then the only other thing, so... <laughs> After she was talking about eliminating cheese, eliminating alcohol, I feel like there was something else she eliminated. But then she's also talking about eliminating coffee. And this is what also made me like, like, okay, come on. What can I have? (laughs) Right. Well, but that's what I like about Ruby. That this is what made me really like Ruby besides her voice. Um, (laughs) But uh, she was like, okay, come on. Are you going to just, you know, remove everything that's fun? Like she totally called her out on it. Um, and nice. I think it was funny. Yeah. But, um, no, Melody ended up saying like, no, you know, I was toying with it, but I haven't cut it out completely. I still drink it sometimes, but she just was like, I cut it back cause I was addicted to it every day oh, and that wasn't healthy. Yeah. So yeah. it's like the same thing as sober curious, but with coffee. Yeah. Um, but the thing that she pointed out was like, um, and I need to pay attention to this, um, was that, 
like what she's trying to do with coffee is be more aware. Like if she wakes up and she's got a big project going on or whatever, and she's feeling more anxious that day, mm-hmm. then she does not need to drink coffee because coffee will just increase oh, the anxiety. Yeah. And yeah. that me, that is me a hundred percent. Like I do yeah. not need to be more wired. And so I think that's something that I need to check in with. I probably need to back off of coffee enough to get unaddicted because right now if I didn't drink it tomorrow, I'd get a headache. Um, Right, right, right. And so I need to back off enough not to be addicted and then, um, you know, pay attention to if I'm anxious about something and then decide if I need to drink or not. I did start drinking um, twice this week. I drink this kind of energy drink called Sunshine. Uh Uh-huh. And it has uh, natural caffeine from coffee beans, but it's like only 60 milligrams of caffeine versus... Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. And I actually liked that a lot better. And so I thought about drinking that instead of coffee in the morning to kind of still give me a little boost, but not enough to like be like, "Ah," you know? (laughs) Right, right. Um, But anyway... Uh, that's all my notes. So uh, later, once I get my um, Gia sample kit, <laughs> I will make a couple mocktails and report back on how it is. Yes, but, please um, do. I'm I'm yes. I'm curious and interested to see how that yeah. ends up. Uh, what that ends up being. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So awesome. But, that, yep, that's it. All right. Well, that's good. That's really good stuff. I, I, I mean, you know, it seems like from the episode I listened to, and it sounds like from the episode you listened to, it mm-hmm. it might be a podcast worth listening to, even though yeah, I, yeah, we're both still drinking alcohol, so I'm not sure how, um, uh, you know, inspiring. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm definitely 100. I am definitely interested in this. I've just got to decide what approach. So. Am right. I going to try to do more sober curious in that I'm going to only drink once a week or something? Or is it I'm going to try the 100 day challenge and see how I feel? Right. It's going to be a little harder to coordinate, but um, I'm definitely interested. <laughs> right. Uh, it's just, yeah. But I'm not, yeah, I'm not so swayed that I'm going to give it up right now, obviously. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but in general, I think the podcast is interesting. Um, yeah, I agree. I think it's worth a listen um, in general, just the, you know. Yeah. The different yeah. topics. I, ha- I probably have six more downloaded that I want to listen to. I just haven't had <laughs> a chance to. So. Well, that's good stuff, though. Yeah. That's good stuff. I'm, I think it, uh, I think, you know, it's funny. This was kind of a lark. You know, it was not exactly something we had planned it just kind of happened as we were yeah. having a conversation and it ended up being yeah. a, a, a very interesting topic one that yeah. um i think has allowed us to explore a lot of different things so yeah so i'm glad we yeah, went down i'm glad we went down this rabbit hole <laughs> me too me too so this podcast is all about random rabbit holes <laughs> so true uh, let's see. Could I? Mm, if I was clever, I could somehow tie that back to the rabbit that listens. Uh, <laughs> shoot. Rabbit holes that listen? I don't That's, know. Listen, <laughs> you listen as you're going down the rabbit hole? Yeah. This rabbit, is. We, rabbit listen, no, rabbit, we're not. Listening this, rabbit? We need no. to just stop. Just stop. Yep. Okay. 
if you think of a good uh, listeners, if you think of a good uh, tie-in between the rabbit that listens and please do uh, email holes. Please do email. Please us. do send me. <laughs> please do email at <laughs> weeklybuddytime at gmail.com. <laughs> Oh, yes. All right. Well, I love you, Stacey. I love you too, Devin. Yay, it worked this time. <laughs> yeah, it worked. Yay. <laughs> I'll talk to you next week. Okie dokie. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. A Hoots Media Production. Hoot, 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 ho